you, you don't know what I'm going to say yet. Hey, this is pretty cool, but honestly, it's real awkward. This is not, you know, kind of, if you know me, you know, this is just awkward. But I'm really thrilled you're here this morning, and I'm just disappointed we're not taking a second offering a little later. Um, our mistake, our mistake. Um, I also want to say, you know, there's, there's great freedom for me today because you really can't fire me anymore. And I've kind of played this moment out for a decade, and this will be a kinder, gentler approach, but I really wanted to wear my Bears jersey, my Walter Payton's jersey today, as one final revolutionary statement against all you Packer fans, with no fear of reprisal whatsoever. But then, unbelievably, my mom showed up to surprise me, 92 years old. And, and she's, a, she's a gracious woman, but I knew if I wore my Bears jersey, I'd be grounded for the first week of my retirement. So I, I decided not to do it. Um, I wanna, we're, going, we're going to read a passage this morning, and I'm going to invite the scripture reader to come up to the podium. Donna, Fiend, thank you very much. I thought it was you, but did you like how I just put that off? Um, and uh, why don't we stand up for the reading of God's Word. It's 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. And Donna, before you begin, about 25 years ago, I, I don't want to say I stumbled on this passage, but providentially I, I read it with a, in a new way. And I, I wanted this passage to frame my approach to ministry. So when you read this passage, when you hear it, uh, as much as any other passage in the Gospels or New Testament, this was my prayer. Donna? And so it is with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in the weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Thanks, Donnie. You can have a seat. I echo those words from Paul. That passage has always meant so much to me in how I approach ministry. Um, Initially, I thought, I really don't have a lot to say, and some of you folks have been listening to this stuff for a long time, but then I started putting uh, words on paper, and I found I had more and more to say, and then I realized it, it was going to be a long day, let alone a long morning. But um, I'll, I'll try to keep it relatively short and give it one last shot. I want to I tell you um, where it started for me at a church in Egan, Minnesota. In fact, I've got a couple of my youth group kids uh, with me today. They came all the way from Egan, Minnesota uh, just to be here for this weekend. And my kid, youth group kids are now 54 years of age. <laughs> and they're not the oldest from my former church. So Doug, it's got... But... Um, 
I, I often joke about the fact I bought a book called The Articulate Executive and only made it to chapter two. And I've never been able to quite put the right words at times in the right places. And um, the, I was the youth pastor in Egan, Minnesota at a reformed church there. And the senior pastor, the first or second time he went on vacation, we had a middle-aged fellow suddenly die of a heart attack. It was a tragic event. And you guessed it, it's, it was on my shoulders to do the... Uh, the grief, uh, go walk along with this widow and her kids and do the funeral. And, and I stumbled through the funeral, you know, as best I could. And, and, uh, but I wanted to be a good pastoral type. I called her two or three days after the funeral. And the conversation went like this, and it really frames my approach to ministry. I, I said, she, she answered the phone, hi, this is Marlene. I said, this is Pastor Brian. Are things dying down around your house? <laughs> and the lesson, the life lesson is never ask a youth guy to, to do a funeral. Anyway, that just kind of framed ministry for me. But I want to just do a few things today. If you, you notice there's no outlines to take notes, and that's with great significance this morning. Um, but I wanted to just, first of all, thank a few folks and kind of walk through this litany of thanks. And, you know, first and foremost, I obviously am so thankful to God that he allowed us to stay here for 34 years. I mean, it's lots of long stories short. It, it's just such a gift to me and to Lori and to my kids that he allowed us to stay uh, for this long and just... Uh, uh, be a part of this ministry. And I'm such a believer in God's providential plan. And I, I'm, I'm testimony to that. In subtle ways, I don't know until I reflect. In ways that I do know when he allows me to be part of that decision-making process. So I, I just want to give glory to God for all that he's done. You know, this isn't about me. This is about him. And, and so you can keep applauding, but I know you're really applauding God when you do that. And then I also want to just offer a heartfelt thanks. And I, you know, I've known many of you for 30-some years, 20-some years, more than a decade, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to thank all of you who've been so supportive through the years. Uh, so many of you, through different seasons of your lives in the ministry of TFRC, have volunteered, who've contributed in a variety of ways, all going back to June 84 when we first arrived here. Um, it's so special. You know, we've led youth groups together. We've worked on consistories and strategic planning teams and search committees together. We've traveled everywhere together to Israel and Egypt and Turkey and Jordan and Buell <laughs> and New Mexico and Canada and Wendell and all points in between. We've, we've dreamed and schemed, and if you know me, there's nothing more that I love than to dream and scheme about kingdom business, and so many of you have participated in that. We've planned, we've launched ministries, we've seen ministries thrive, we've seen ministries fail. Uh, we've debated, some of us, and arm wrestled over contemporary issues, and while we may have agreed to disagree, we never confuse dispute with dislike, and I thank you for that. Uh, Many of you have sat through 60 weeks of a Bible study course called Crossways. And uh, true gluttons for punishment and hungry for God's word. 
those, those times for me, honestly, were the, just so special. And we've laughed together and we've cried together. But I want to thank you for, for all of you, beginning 34 years ago to the present, that have been part of this journey. It's unbelievable. And it's ultimately your friendship and participation, your commitment, willing to do all of that, that gives a TFRC, it allows TFRC to become what it is. You take a good look around this room, and this is so much, first and foremost, about God. And next, it's about you, and then it's about a staff that's committed to the kingdom. And so I can't thank you enough today. Uh, the impact of TFRC, locally, regionally, uh, nationally and internationally. Um, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. And then I want to give thanks to the staff, for those that have survived these years. And uh, what I'd like the staff to do, would you guys and gals just stand up a minute? Just stand up. <laughs> TFRC staff. And I'd like each of them to tell their life stories this morning. So, now sit down, sit down. You're important, but not that important this morning. <laughs> but here's the deal, here's the deal. Um, I, you gotta understand something about ministry today. It's really difficult. It's really tough. Um, I, I don't wanna belabor the point, I don't wanna sound whiny this morning, but you really need to pray for the staff. And I think you get it. People are struggling. There's dysfunction. There's brokenness. There's challenges. There's division, culturally and otherwise. And uh, so just pray for this staff. But they are an awesome collection of people. One of the things that's really unique to me is that Lorianne has been here 30 years. Yeah. She, you know, we hired her when she was six. It was kind of a risky hire. Um, Connie Lancaster has been here almost 25 years, and I'm not going to go scroll down the list, but one of the great gifts that this staff offers you is, you is continuity. There's a freshness here, a number of newer staff, but a lot of continuity. Uh, and Pastor Chuck, who's been here almost 15 years. And uh, Chuck, appreciate you. I could never do what I do unless Chuck mops up after me, and he's done a good job uh, for these years. And even John, Pastor John, just become a trusted confidant in his three years here. And the staff has always been like a surrogate family for me, away from family. Again, my sister's here, my mom's here today. They live up in northwestern Washington, but it's, the staff has always been a surrogate family. And I've always really considered them like brothers and sisters. And lately, some of them remind me it's more like father-son, father-daughter uh, relationship, and I, I get that. Um, but actually, one of the staff members is my biological son. At least that's what we tell him. And, and it has been awesome working with him for these four years. And uh, the staff now knows way too much about the Vriesman family in, in ways I'm not even going to get into. But um, what we're really excited, Brett and I are excited, uh, to just uh, me dropping this pastoral mantle, and we're going to be best buds again, obsessing over the Chicago Bulls moving forward. So, Brett, it's been awesome, just a real treat working with you most of the time. Um, and then, of course, I want to thank my family who's gathered here today and 
You know, Lori, and I, I know better than to look at her uh, when I go th- talk about this stuff, but we began ministry as a team together 40 years ago, actually more than 40 years ago. And we continued as a team through all this time. And uh, way back in 84, 85, we uh, asked our board of elders if we could start something called Children's Church. And quite frankly, it was a little bit debated whether we should do that or not. And it passed like three to two or whatever the vote was. And so Lori became the unofficial director of Children's Church. And so, and I, I am not exaggerating, every Saturday night, in some cases midnight, in a few cases, one in the morning, Lori is faithfully cutting out her little artsy craftsy things out of construction paper and cloth. She did that for years. And then she certainly sang through the years. She uh, really launched the whole idea of decorating a worship center uh, way back in the day. She was involved in women's ministry. So many things through the years. Lord, I'm so grateful for your partnership. And the... And, and the truth be told, she's the one that kept me from bailing out more than once through the years. She really did. So I'm grateful for that, Laura. And I'm not going to look at you, but I, I love you. <laughs> and then there's my kids. I want to have my four kids stand, please. Okay, you can have a seat. Um, it's hard for me to look over you when you're standing. You, you know, some of you understand, those of you that are in professions that are 24-7 professions, that there's oftentimes uh, your kids catch you going out the door. And early on in TFRC's history back in the 80s and 90s before the staff grew, and so gratefully we uh, expanded the staff to include a lot more folks that were carrying the load. I was gone a lot in their formative years. And so they were always supportive, and I am so grateful for the four of you. And uh, the, the Vriesmans love to laugh, and they love dance parties. And, and so there was always a lot of laughter at our house, but I'm so grateful for who you are and that you survived growing up in a preacher's house. And I'm grateful you thrived and have a walk with the Lord yourself and are involved in the life of the church. That's an amazing gift to me. Now, I wanted to just do a couple other things, and uh, don't assume that's not going to take time, though. Uh, Just a little bit of history for those of you that may not know. I was brought here to Twin Falls Reformed Church in June of 1984, and we'd been here uh, at TFRC for about five years when the founding pastor, Don Nienheis, needed to retire on disability. I love Don. Don was a godly man, a great guy, and unfortunately had to end his ministry due to health reasons early. So the consistory came to me and said, would you like to step into the senior pastor role? And I said, are you kidding me? I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid. I know too much. You know, I know too much. And so I said, no. And so they went through a search committee process and uh, they worked through the selection process and ultimately called a pastor from the Midwest. And ultimately he declined the call. It was at that point that the consistory came to me a second time and asked if I'd reconsider taking the senior pastor position. Now again, full confession here today, 
I probably would have said no again. Um, but there were two individuals who expressed they believed I could do the job. Maybe others thought it, but two expressed it. One of the fellows' name was a guy named Rudy Walker. And you may remember that name. Rudy was hugging people in this church long before it became fashionable. <laughs> and then John Buchers was the other one, John. And in, in different conversations, both of those guys suggested that they thought I could do it, that they believed in me. And um, I decided to do it. Honestly, with fear and trepidation, um, and I want you to understand the power of that affirmation uh, spoken into my life at a strategic time. And I, I don't want to be too preachy, just a little preachy, but there are some of you in this room today and tomorrow who will have opportunity to speak that kind of truth into someone else. Perhaps at a more pivotal moment in their lives than you'll even realize. And I want to encourage you, don't ever hesitate or neglect sharing with someone that you believe that they can do it. Man, I had insecurities I had baggage, I, I had doubts, self-doubts, but with those two guys, knowing those two guys were in my corner, I decided that it, it, it's not, I, I'm not one of those leap of faith guys. I'm an incremental step faith guy. And God didn't call me out of this country. He didn't call me to sell all my possessions. He just told me to switch job descriptions. But that was tough, okay? I, I really think that was as big a step of faith as I, possibly could have taken. And so just watch for those moments uh, and the people around you that you know and love. And of course, the spiritual dimension of that moment for me is I knew I couldn't do the job alone. I was humbled and I made mistake after mistake, but I really had to trust God. God, if you want me to do this thing, um, you're going to help me do it. I've got to have your help. And so um, that, I've often found out that that's what faith looks like. It's just taking an incremental step, attempting to do something that's explainable only through the presence of Jesus and, and trusting in him. Um, now, the postscript to that story is I said, okay, I'll give it a shot with one contingency. Uh, at the end of the first year, I want the consistory, our church board, to do an evaluation. And if it ain't working, I'm good with that. I, I love being a staff person, you know. They don't have any pressure on them. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I'll go back to my other role, we'll be fine. Here's this, this great hidden truth in the history of TFRC. Um, that evaluation after year one never happened. I forgot. <laughs> it's my organizational skills. And, uh, and somehow 30, 30 years happened. And we've done evaluations since, but whatever. And I wanted to just also say there's two people in this room that were more responsible than anyone else beside God in bringing me to Twin Falls. And that's Flora Bachma. Flora, are you, are you here today? Flora here? Hi, Flora. Flora's been displaced because she's usually eight rows back, three seats in. And then <laughs> Thana de Cruyff. Thana, where are you? Thana, way in the back. These two individuals were part of the original search committee that were responsible for me for coming to Twin Falls. So thank you for believing in me. Um, and then I just want to go back once more. 
we visited Twin Falls Reformed Church in the spring of 84 to see if this was where God wanted us to be or to go. And, and it was mid-spring. And one of the first places we visited, I think on that visit, was Hank and Tiny Boss's house. And uh, John and Henrietta. And they were our, one of our first youth sponsors. Uh, and we never will forget that afternoon because we had lunch and it, it, uh, it rained, it sleeted, it snowed, and it was sunny <laughs> in like two hours. And they said, don't sweat it. This is Idaho weather. Um, but I wanted to show you where, where it all began for us. I've got a couple of pictures of the downtown church. This first picture is the exterior view, this upscale, highly sophisticated looking building. It was, we'll call it quaint. It was actually on the historic registry of Twin Falls. Uh, you might call it fairly dilapidated, but this was the building next to the public library that the library purchased. And if you walk up the front steps of the public library today, that's approximately where the steps to the church was. And then do we have an inside shot? Yeah, that's, that's where it all happened. That, that's where the action was in the early 80s. And uh, again, uh, you've got to take a good look around the campus of TFRC and then look at this little building. And we had those big noisy swamp coolers. Anybody remember those? That occasionally blew a hose, you know, and there'd be water circulating. The basement Sunday school classrooms, and I'm not exaggerating, were barely big enough to fit a four-by-eight table and folding chairs around. In fact, kids walked on the chairs to get to the back of the room because you couldn't pull the chairs back far enough. Uh, not overly impressive, but we had great community. We had coffee after church in the warm weather months across the street in the city park. Um, we had a lot of visitors that came to coffee, not so many that came to church, but it was interesting. But here's the deal, folks. When we first came to uh, Twin Falls, uh, Lori and I were so impressed by the potential for ministry here. Uh, and again, not to bore you with any details, but, but there were people in this church that weren't satisfied with church as usual. Uh, they, they wanted more. They saw that God could do more. And they were people that believed there was something in store for Twin Falls Reformed Church and were ready to commit to a vision. We weren't sure what the vision would be, but a, a vision. And Lori and I saw what they saw, and by the end of our visit here, we were on our way home. We knew we were coming here long before the church did. We really did. And uh, we knew that this is what God had in store for us. And again, it was providence through a series of circumstances that brought us here. And then it was this vision that we really felt collectively for what God could do, might do, in the future. And so I stand here today truly amazed at all that God has done through ministry that began in that downtown quaint little building. Uh, I'm, I'm just amazed. Beyond my wildest dreams, TFRC impacts lives. It, it impacts mission fields. Uh, it's just, uh, again, it's amazing. And uh, it was that vision that often sustained me when things became a little difficult. And, uh, and I want to leave you with this reality. We came here in 1984, and we met a great group of people that met in a little church building downtown. But as I look at you today, and as I look around this room, and, and this, uh, this is not a scripted 
part of the message. I truly believe this. I look at your potential and it staggers the imagination. Take a good look around and see the people and the gifts and the potential gathered in this place. And if we thought we could do something in 1984, imagine what this collection of Christ followers can do in 2018 and beyond. Can you see it? I don't know what it will look like specifically, but can you catch the vision that God has brought us together again for such a time as this? And it ain't over, believe me, just because I'm walking out the back door. Um, 34 years ago, people were willing to take an extra step of commitment. They volunteered, they served, they gave. And I want you to get the sense we stand on the shoulders of that first generation of TFRC members and the second generation of TFRC members and participants. And their legacy, in some ways, is literally visible before us today. Countless and nameless people that have gone before us to create a platform for us to reach the Magic Valley in the world. That's what I see from this vantage point. Quite frankly, I always have. Um, for 20 years now, we've articulated vision by using a sentence. And I know it's so much more, but, but it just helps to boil down the essence of who we are and where we're going. And, and many of you are familiar with it by now, to build a vibrant community as we passionately model Jesus. And quite honestly, it's, it's what we've been trying to do here for the last 34 years. And now uh, comes my moment to pass the torch. And uh, part of me is really ready to toss it, and part of me is ready to hang on to it. Because I just see what God can still do through you if we just take that next step of obedience, of commitment, of faith. Um, it's as simple as taking another step. We talk about following the rabbi, following Jesus here a lot. And what I've known is I just need to take one more step closer to the rabbi and see what he has in store. Uh, future of TFRC is we don't have a clue here. <laughs> we don't. We're about to, to open up our peripheral vision to see what the Holy Spirit's leading us to do moving forward, and it's gonna be amazing. I can guarantee it's gonna be amazing, and it has been. And trust me, trust me, you never know where your journey, when you follow Jesus, you never know where that journey will take you. It took me from a near master's degree in social work, going back to the inner city, and working with underprivileged kids all the way to the ghetto of Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> working with you. Uh, is that cool or what? Are you with me? Are you with me? Um, listen, I don't know. I don't know where uh, God's going to lead you or this place, but you'll make a difference and uh, you'll make a difference. And I just wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking a walk with me these past 34 years in the footsteps of Jesus. Bless you.
Thank you. Thanks. Have a seat, and if you sit, I'll pray. (laughs) Father, this is, is such a great moment because this isn't about me, it's about you. And hundreds and hundreds of people that catch a vision for what the kingdom can be. Lord, I thank you for my friends and family, many of whom my friends have come a long distance today. God, I just thank you for their role in supporting me through these years, for my family, especially for Lore and all that she's done to assist with ministry here and to uh, just affirm and encourage me. And and now, Lord, as we uh, move into a new phase of ministry here at at TFRC, I just know that the future is going to be greater than the past, and you still have a vision for this group of Christ followers. So, Lord, bless them. Keep them in your hands. And we celebrate today what you've done in the history of TFRC. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. Again, thank you so much for coming. I've thought for a long time about what words I leave you with, finally, that can articulate my heart. And I'd just like to say, go Bears. (laughs) Now, having said that, let me conclude with something a little more formal. This is the blessing of the Old Testament to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both today, next week, and forever. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. You may have a seat, but we're not done yet. We told Brian, do whatever you want during the service, and then we're going to take over. So... We want to take some time, going to let the choir go ahead and go down, and um, we just want to take some time to say thank you to Brian and to Lori and their family. Um, Obviously, we want to honor him, and uh, we just want to begin by sharing a little bit of an overview of Brian's ministry here. Brian talked a little bit about some of the stuff that's happened in his time here, but just a little bit is all he did. Um, Brian's been here, as you know, for 34 years, and I just want you to raise your hand if you've been here for 34 years or longer. Just raise your hand. Look around the room. There aren't many of you. There aren't many. Um, And so most of us don't know the extent of the impact Brian has made here. And so here is a quick overview, and um, we've included pictures. We got got pictures, Brian. You're going to love them. In June of 1984, Brian Verisman was called to be the TFRC youth pastor. In those early years of his ministry at TFRC, he was immediately loved by the students that he worked with, and he challenged them to grow in worship, the word, and witness. I had to have one alliteration in there. Okay, yeah, thanks. After Pastor Don Nice's retirement, Brian became the senior pastor in 1989, and since that day, Brian has led us on a never-ending quest to become a vibrant community that passionately models the life of Jesus Christ throughout the Magic Valley. Under Pastor Brian's leadership, TFRC has pursued authentic worship. In the last 34 years, there has been a never-ending stream of creative thought and energy devoted to enable us to genuinely worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Brian has always been intentional in explaining the what, 
with the why and didn't want to leave anybody behind as our worship experiences evolved. The American church landscape in the 1990s was marked by something called worship wars, conflict in churches over changing things that happened on Sunday morning. And because of Brian's leadership, TFRC never had worship wars. He led us to add a contemporary service in 1989 to shift from two different kinds of services to one identical blended service in 1996, and finally led us to worship in our current worship center in 2003. The list of creative attempts is never ending. From using dramas, team teaching, the most current music with a band, to creative sermon series like Fake News, Who Dat, and Jesus and the Justice League. He helped create this space um, by having scripture read from the center of the room to adding tables to bring about a sense of community here. He challenged us through the story and in creating TFRC's very own book of Psalms. His passion for worship has helped all of us encounter God in a meaningful way as we've gathered for this hour each week. Under Pastor Brian's leadership, TFRC has embarked on a number of building projects to greater enhance our ministry effectiveness. When Brian first came to Twin Falls, TFRC worshiped in the downtown area by the library. In 1986 and 87, under Don and Brian's leadership, we moved to our current location, building the chapel, the social hall, offices, and classrooms. In 1994, we completed the East East Building with our gym and additional classrooms east of the social hall. And then after having to scrap, completely scrap one plan, and then scramble and buy additional property, we completed the Octagon and Worship Center in 2003. In 2013, we added on to our we added on our children's wing an outdoor courtyard play area to the West Building. And after only one year into our current building campaign to complete our family ministry wing, under his leadership, we have raised already over a million dollars. When looking back, this location was in the middle of nowhere, and now it's in the middle of dramatic growth. And Brian didn't know it at the time, but God was at work in his leadership in placing us in this strategic location. Under Brian's leadership, TFRC has been challenged to grow in its understanding of God's word, how to do church in an ever-changing culture, and to become dedicated followers of Jesus. Since he arrived, Brian has taught Crossways, a two-year comprehensive study of the Bible, and hundreds of us have enhanced our understanding of scripture by completing this class. Throughout the 90s, Brian not only attended conferences at Willow Creek in Chicago, but brought more than 100 people from TFRC to learn the value of seeker sensitivity and using their spiritual gifts to further the kingdom. For years, Brian loved being a part of and leading the men's ministry here at TFRC. Around the year 2000, Brian's personal and pastoral life was transformed by his first study trip to Israel with Ray Vanderlaan. This dramatically impacted his teaching, passion for discipleship, and his desire to follow Jesus. A unique feature of our campus is something called standing stones. 
And they are a direct result of this first study trip. Brian learned that standing stones are designed to get people to ask, what is that stone for? And then it is up to us to explain the meaning. Pastor Brian established them on our campus. Brian would take two more trips with Ray and one with George DeYoung. And in 2007, a group of 40 people from TFRC did a study trip with Ray. And for the next 10 years, dozens of others from TFRC have followed Brian's lead by going on these study trips and have a renewed passion for their faith. Under Brian's leadership, TFRC has strived to maximize its missional impact in the world, both locally and globally. Interestingly enough, Brian's first experience in the Magic Valley came on a mission trip when he was a youth pastor in Minnesota. For two years, he brought a group of students on a mission called Operation Spud. <laughs> and that Operation Spud, it, they would go to the church in Wendell to help with that church's summer children's ministry. And when Brian became a youth pastor at TFRC, he brought that value of mission with him. He took the youth group on missions trips to Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Missions matter to Brian. He did not just challenge others in mission, but has personally taken part in them. A few missions Brian has personally uh, been involved with are Paint Magic, <clears throat> Salvation Army, Relay for, Relay for Life, Valley House, and he went on trips to Dulce, New Mexico, uh, Thailand, Thailand, and Malawi. He was also instrumental in helping launch several nonprofits, the Magic Valley School of Performing Arts, the Mustard Seed, the Mustard Tree Wellness Clinic. Because of his love for mission, TFRC currently has 29 partners in mission on five continents in seven countries. Last year, last year alone, TFRC gave over $250,000 in mission. Now, Brian loves to follow statistics. And so we wanted to share some of his. Okay? In 1984, TFRC had 102 households. Today, it has 516. In 1984, the total ministry population of TFRC was 380. Today, it is 1,959. In 1984, the average worship attendance at TFRC was 281. Today, it is 810. In 1984, he had three staff at TFRC. There are now 14. I'm not sure which is better. Was it three, 14? I'm not sure. <laughs> In his 34 years of ministry at TFRC, Pastor Brian has worked with 56 different staff people. He has put together... 193 sermon series. Not sermons, sermon series. Now the shame is that I can't share the series that never made it out of the brainstorming sessions. Okay? Like the seafood fish series that we never got around to doing, Brian. He had like 12 titles ready to go. Now, when it comes to sermons, you have to remember that most of the time, Brian was part of the teaching team. But on the other hand, many of us don't know what happened at TFRC until 1998. Anyone remember what we did here in the evenings until 1998? We had a second worship service. 
And when you have a morning worship service and an evening worship service, you get to write as a pastor two sermons. And just trust me, it's one thing to preach the same message twice. It is a completely different thing to write two completely different messages. So with those two factors involved, okay, we actually went back, counted the number of sermons that Brian has preached here at TFRC, and the number is 1,204. Is that on the screen yet? Put that on the screen. (laughs) Pastor Brian has officiated over 200 weddings, He's also officiated over 180 funerals. He has performed 391 infant baptisms and 228 adult baptisms. He has led 325 consistory meetings and over 350 people completed his Crossways class. And throughout all of these amazing accomplishments, Brian has always been a down-to-earth, humble guy. He's maintained a youthful playfulness (laughs) and a willingness to go the extra mile. And he has always had a genuine love and care for everyone he has encountered and a passionate desire to become more like Jesus. TFRC thanks you, Brian for what you've done and who you are. Brian, there are some people from outside of TFRC. You've mentioned some, you have people here from outside of TFRC who are here this morning. But there are some people outside TFRC who wanted to congratulate you. And uh, we have a video. You can go ahead and play that video. Hello, I'm Al Reisman, Brian's mom. <clears throat> oh, I could list many things I'm proud of. But I think especially, I think of his life, almost life work in Twin Falls <clears throat> and the church there and what is happening and has happened uh, was under his ministry. And he's also served at our national uh, boards for <coughs> Hope College <clears throat> and Western Seminary. And that's been a joy to him too. And uh, being a good father uh, to his family. Well, I just pray that your retirement will be as successful in God's eyes as you were in the ministry. <clears throat> and just wish to wish your whole family a blessed time with you and that you have given good health and many years to enjoy life and be used by God in another way as you retire. I love you lots. Hi, Brian and Lori. Greetings from Minnesota. I want to congratulate you on your outstanding ministry, which has so positively impacted thousands of lives. 
And we're so thankful that you were able to spend the first five years of your ministry with us at Peace Church in Egan. Brian, I remember so well our Monday mornings at the great local donut shop, teaching crossways together, being able to observe the love our young people had for you and the impact you had on their lives and sharing the pulpit with you. Your time here was probably the peak of our ministry at peace. Congratulations to you both for the outstanding work you have done there. And may God bless you as you turn another page in your life's journeys. And take it from me, the best is yet to come. May God continue to bless you. Brian and Lori, congratulations. So proud of you. Hey, Twin Falls, go home and Google great pastor. And Brian Vriesman's name is going to pop up thousands of times. He's the best. So proud of you, Brian. So grateful to be your friend. I just want to take this opportunity to uh, greet you as a congregation. And Brian, personally, to say thank you for your friendship and your leadership uh, through the years. We go back to youth ministry in 1982 in the Midwest, and it's just been exciting to see how God has used you through the years. You've been able to help a congregation navigate through many different kinds of seasons in its growth and development, and your long-term leadership there has truly made a difference. I just wish you God's best as you move into retirement. God bless. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think being a leader just meant being uh, loud and being right. Um, but I think over the years, I have realized that being a good leader actually means seeing the potential in the people that you work with and calling out of them that potential and helping them develop personally and professionally. And uh, when I think back on my career, I know that I learned those lessons from you that time and time again, the things that I'm trying to teach people that I work with and people that I lead is trying to teach them how to become everything that God called them and created them to be. Uh, and I can remember almost all those lessons that I feel like I'm repeating from Pastor Brian from years ago, even though they would never know that. So I wanted to say thank you. Uh, at the end of this chapter, as you begin a new chapter, I wanted to say thank you for the way that you've invested in my life and not just taught me how to lead, but modeled that leadership with me. Thanks, Brian. Sawadee from Thailand. Pastor Brian, 12 years ago, under your leadership, you led TFRC to partner with Aka Outreach Foundation here in Thailand. And it's been an amazing partnership. Um, we want to thank you for empowering and releasing your people into missions. We really appreciate um, how over the years you and Lori always were present to us and always made us feel like we were the most important person in the world. We still remember how you traveled halfway around the world with a team to come and see our ministry, which isn't easy for somebody as tall as you, hmm. uh, sitting in economy that many hours. But you have, um, uh, you're like a legend here, not only in your height, <clears throat> but that you were able to teach with such passion, with so, such love and wisdom, but you served and you were willing to paint and work in the hot sun. That inspired many. You have been such a blessing to your whole community every time we came 
we see the growth of the church and dressing up leaders and so you have been a blessing to us not only in Idaho but all over the world we are blessed by your leadership I hear the Lord saying well done good and faithful servant for 40 completing 40 years of ministry so beautifully so we join the community there to celebrate your finishing veil for your faithfulness God bless you Um, I hope you guys. I hope you like the statistics. Awesome! That it took a lot awesome. of time coming up with us. <laughs> I bet it did. Um, but you know, statistics—they don't tell the whole story because many of those numbers, Brian, uh, they represent people that you've impacted, and um, it's easy to forget after 34 or 40 years of ministry the impact you've made on individual people. Um, and so I have a couple of videos. Uh, for you guys. Um, it includes, well, basically it's a video of people who just wanted to tell you um, how you've impacted them. Well, thank you. There's about three hours. <laughs> thank you. Um, and it includes uh, current and former TFRC members and current and former staff and cool. even people from previous ministries you've been a part of. And, um, and again, as I said, uh, it's almost three hours long. We're not going to watch it right now. <laughs> but once you guys, you guys can go ahead and have a, have a seat. But we did want to give you a five-minute preview of what's on some of those videos. So go ahead and have a seat. You, you want me to, well, you're going to give me the check? You don't want to give me the check because all you get back is the styrofoam is all I'm going to give you back. But this is just, again, we, different of you, different people of you put sent in a video just to share the impact Brian and Lori made, and it's three hours is what he will get to watch. But here's just a five-minute preview, Brian, of the impact you've made. So go ahead and play that. Pastor Brian, hey, we just want to tell you that your legacy is going to continue because of your spiritual um, discernment and your uh, vision and your passion for the Magic Valley. You really understand people's needs and where to help support people in this community. Yes, I just want to thank you, Pastor, for being a strong leader, um, not only for our church, but for our community, too. Brian, it's been just a great adventure knowing you all these years the 18 years that we had thanksgiving together it's been wonderful that you were my our pastor my family's pastor but most of all that you are my friend hey pastor brian i just wanted to thank you so much for the impact that you've made in my life i can still remember back to 11 years old and i was in the new members class at church and I remember you sharing uh, very clearly the gospel and I remember thinking wow I have not made this decision and I remember going home that night and praying and receiving Christ for the first time in my life and so you had a huge hand 
in one of the biggest decisions of my life. We've known each other for almost 34 years as you were my youth pastor back in, in, the, in the 80s. And I really appreciate um, all of our conversations and your guidance and your, your leading uh, during that uh, real critical phase of my life. As well as, you know, talking shop in the, in the 90s as I would come home from college and we'd, we'd talk about football and the different things and uh, really remember um, all those conversations. But really what I appreciate the most about you, Pastor Brian, is, is just your humbleness. And I've, I've really tried to apply that principle in my life as well and, and uh, really appreciate you uh, leading by example. After I started coming to church here, what you taught me from your sermons, from your fellowship. I got to learn about God's love. I got to learn about uh, grace and what it means to me in my life. And I want to thank you deeply for that. And I wish you all the best. Hey, Pastor Brian, I just wanted to give you a big thank you for making me so welcome at TFRC. And, I mean, this wasn't your exact words, but you always treated me like, um, welcome, where have you been? Uh, okay, we're friends now, and I'll see you next Sunday. Okay, you go here now. And it was just so um, inclusive and welcoming and warm that I just believed you. So I'm like, okay, I go here now. And I always have felt included and a member of the family and like I wasn't just one among, you know, our, our huge congregation number. And because I was able to feel comfortable coming here just because of that small act of Christ-like love from you, um, this church saved my life. And now I'm serving the Lord and um, I'm so much closer to Him. And that's all because you were just non-judgmental and welcoming. And I thank you very, very much for that. You made a big difference in my and my daughter's life. Let's pray. Almighty God, creator of the universe of things seen and unseen, the God who placed the stars in the sky and calls them by name, you are all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present. You are the God above all gods, and yet you are the God who redeems us. You, O oh God, loved us so much even after this perfect world was stained by sin that you provided a redemptive plan, a way out, which ultimately led to sacrificing your Son, Jesus Christ, to die the horrible death that we deserved. In your presence now, Father, we invoke your holy presence upon this congregation as we gather to thank and bless these, your servants, Pastor Brian and Lori, we give you thanks 
for those promptings of your gentle spirit that stirred his heart to consider this holy calling. We praise you for the persistent vision that led him through long years of service as a minister of your word. We thank you too for Lori, for without her loving and constant encouragement, his service would not have been possible. We thank you for bestowing your grace upon them for carrying out the work to which you called them. Thank you for giving him the courage needed to make real the love of Jesus Christ by word and deed. In the dry seasons, you provided him with living waters to restore his soul. We pray, Father, that as he concludes his days of active service here at TFRC, you will endow him with a calm mind and a peaceful heart. We thank you for his passion to share with others the Lord he serves, and we pray that the seeds he has planted and watered during his ministry here at TFRC for the last 34 years will bear fruit in your good time. We thank you for his faithfulness and shepherding this flock. Thank you for the gifts you blessed him with to affect his ministry, how he was so willing to open his heart, exposing his sincere love and concern for this congregation. We pray your continued blessings on Pastor Brian and Lori during this next phase of their life. May your presence be with them. as they choose new paths and explore new horizons. May they be blessed with strong networks of friends and family to enjoy the journey that lies ahead. Keep them healthy and vigorous in body, mind, soul, and spirit. Open new doors of service, and may they find many receptive hearts for the wisdom they offer. May you help them, Father, in their retirement to not only discover what they are to do, but who they are to be. Oh God, we leave them with this blessing from the book of Matthew. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Pastor Brian and Lori, as we lay hands on you, we bless you and your family. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.